Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough. How's it going, Bren? Oh, pretty good. It's warming up and raining in LA, which is both weird. I know, I, I can't compare it being cold to literally anywhere else in this country, but it's been chilly for too long for my liking. Man, the weather sucks around here. It literally <laughs> snowed like... I don't even know, like maybe six plus inches, then melted by the end of the day. And then I woke up to another six plus inches. Oh. It, it was like, it felt like Groundhog's Day. I was like, yeah. losing my mind. I'm like, what is happening? So yeah, fuck that. And now it's just a slushy mess out. But uh, I am glad it's March up. and we're marching through uh, winter. Yeah. My parents actually just went to uh, Hawaii for a vacation with some of my uncles and aunts. And then my dad like flew back and he like, Came back to all the snow still and slush in the yard. He just sent me a picture and just said, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's a nightmare. It's like, it I can really imagine. <laughs> yeah. I am envious of your chilly weather. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like, oh, it's a bit nippy at like 50 degrees. I don't know what that is. Celsius. But we're America. We don't care. Yeah. Fair enough. That's true. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> you do the conversion. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is a video game podcast for anybody who happens to be new. Um, trying to think here if there's anything I want to talk about before we dive into the game conversation. Oh, one thing I wanted to get your thoughts on maybe just briefly before we go into video games. My fiance and I are discussing like potential honeymoon options and we Ooh. might go to Disney World or yeah, World. That's the one in Florida. And I was just curious, have you ever been there or do you have any experience with the Disney parks? Uh, I did go down to that one when I was, like, young, like, seven or younger. Um, so my memories are a bit hazy, and it's probably a lot different than what it was back when it was fucking Michael Jackson and Captain EO and you know, <laughs> Epcot and all that. Like, those were the big attractions. I remember my brother and my dad went to see uh, a Beetlejuice, like, stage show or something in Disney World. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why is Beetlejuice here? Yeah, that um, dates it. Yeah. Uh, but it was... It was cool, like, and everyone I've talked to since who've gone recently are like, yeah, they still love it. I had a uh, co-worker go out recently because uh, it was the first time uh, she went out. And, like, yeah, people still love it, so it seemed like it'd be a great place. Um, I know I went to uh, Universal Studios down there yeah. uh, more recently, um, like, still a decade plus ago. But I remember with there, there was a Hard Rock Cafe outside the amusement park, and you could use your key card for your room as a quick pass for the rides so you can go on faster. Oh, nice. But I knew it was, I, my parents said it was like a bit more expensive, like quite a bit more expensive than like any other hotels around there. But it's because it was so close and you had the like easy pass built in. Yeah. Um, so like it's pricier the closer to hotels, but there might be like benefits like that. So like it might be worth the price, especially if it's just. Uh, you and your fiance, and not just like a shitload of kids and like yeah. a huge group and stuff. So exactly. it might be worth it. Totally. Yeah, we're still shopping around, and we're very fortunate. The timing of our wedding, it's going to be September 14th. So people were saying online, your best bet is to go like around, like, yeah, mid September, late September for when like uh, there's School not going to be a mad rush of kids. Exactly. Yeah. So hopefully we can enjoy that. And that's the thing. She's never been there. I was there, like you said, maybe a decade plus ago. In fact, no, it's hilarious. I know when the last time I was there is because they had a Kingdom Hearts uh, oh, demo geez. at the freaking play. I don't know if it was Epcot or one of those places, but I remember playing it and being like, Mom, this is that game I love. And yeah, that's literally Kingdom Hearts 1. So wow, that shows you. And 
I think uh, Lauren and I, when we were researching it, it they had recently had a Kingdom Hearts three like uh, set up there too with like demo and like a couple things. <laughs> but sure it's since closed. I think it was like the end of January, so we're gonna definitely miss that. But it's just something I wanted to bring up. We're interested in checking that out. Hopefully, it'd be a cool magical honeymoon that, uh, like I said, we both enjoy Disney stuff. Yeah, I know some people are, like, fanatic, especially out here, because it's uh, so close. People get, like, annual passes, and I know yeah. people who didn't have jobs or, like, were struggling, like, kind of with money, and they're like, oh, well, I got to have $600 for my annual Disneyland pass. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey, how about we prioritize a little bit here? Like, that's not important for you right now if you don't have a job. But, yeah, some people are fanatical and can probably recommend much better stuff for you, like, I know there's some restaurants down there that are, like, really good but a little pricey. So you might be able to find, like, slightly less pricier ones that are still good. Yeah, well, I'm so. glad you bring that up. It's so fucking ridiculous. My uh, Lauren and I are such fans of Guy Fieri that he has <laughs> his own restaurant called uh, Chicken Guy. And the thing is, I found... <laughs> <laughs> I have to take I that name in for a bit. <laughs> no, for real. That that's let that sink in, listener. Chicken guy. That might Chicken be the guy. episode name. Isn't that uh, in Rocco's Modern Life? Isn't that something? Anyway, yeah. right. Wait. Good point. Uh, wow, you just blew my mind. I, it could be a little variant of that. But something. the thing is, I saw an article about how he had a location open up in Miami, and I sent it to her because I'm like, how cool is that? I mean, we're going to be in Florida. I bet that's like super far from Miami, but like maybe we could make a like trip out of it. But then when she was investigating that, it was like, but his first location was in Disney World or some shit. So he's he's got one in one of the places, I think Disney, oh shit, I forget exactly what it's called. But um, we mm-hmm. it's going to be in the general vicinity. So we're definitely planning on visiting that. that. I feel like that's going to be like the highlight of the honeymoon. <laughs> like, God, we're well, such fanatics. I mean, I, I can understand the excitement to visit High Point. That might, that's... I hate to break it. That's a bad honeymoon. No, you're right. That's the thing. But I feel like Lauren would agree with that statement. That's the funny thing. We're weird people. I mean, we rag on him all the time. Everyone jokes about him because he just looks like a God. He just looks uh, like a fucking push pop brought to life with a shitty goatee <laughs> and like just like the flaming shirts. But like, he's actually a really good guy and like gets yeah. the joke and like the wildfires out of here. He was out there giving out food to like all the firefighters and stuff for like a week straight and stuff. Like, it, it, it's, he's a great guy and it's, uh, really <laughs> nice to see him popular, even if it is a good deal ironic, even if it is on my part of it. Yeah, he's but, just yeah. a meme in general, but a nice meme and I like him and I enjoy it. his content very much. Like, we watch, uh, both Triple D Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives, and Triple G Guys Grocery Games. Like it's on our TV, <laughs> like almost all the time if it's on. Uh, so that's something. Oh, and one more thing about his restaurant, Chicken Guy. It's got twenty different sauces. I'm like twenty. I can't that's even. Too many. That's insane. I would like to try. Like hopefully there's like some kind of sampler. But one of the sauces is called Donkey Sauce. So I'm like, what the hell is yeah, that? I've heard of that? <laughs> it's it's. Let's be real. At 20 sauces, at this point, it's just like, here's ketchup. Here's green ketchup. Here's blue ketchup. Like, it's all the same shit with a slight variation. That's true. It's the same with, like, Pokemon now. At a certain point, you run out of creativity. We can all admit that. Yeah. And here's concrete. Don't eat it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Here's a brick. (laughs) But, yeah, clearly, this is a video game podcast. Oh, absolutely. All right. But uh, we'll move on from that. Uh, (laughs) I don't have too many games to talk about, so I guess I'll dive into my update uh, right away. Um, still playing that 
roller coaster tycoon touch. It is great. I've leveled up to, I think, 27 or 8 by now. It is a slow grind leveling up at one, in the later levels. And that's the thing. I connected my account to Facebook because I was thinking to myself, ah, how many of my friends actually play this shit? Apparently, a boatload of people I know were playing this game. Oh, and really? at the time, I was like level like 19 when I connected it. And my, it tells you the overall value of your park. And I think I was at maybe 15 million. And I'm like, Oh, I've been playing this like pretty much like every day for the past few weeks. I, I doubt people are like really diehard about this or spending money on it. Let's see what they did. One of my friends, like not a close friend, but an acquaintance from high school and stuff. And I remember working with him at a baseball stadium. He had a park that was worth like $457 million. And I was like, and the thing is, it's got a cool feature where you can go visit their park. And holy goddamn fuck. He had every, (laughs) the thing is in the map, uh, there's little tiles that you can like place all the uh, different uh, rides and shops on. There's also different tiles that are like covered up with like trees and stuff that you have to purchase to be able to unlock and grow your park. He had it like maximized to like full park size and there was just like shit everywhere. I was like, I don't even, it was this the most impressive thing. I feel like if you could make it as impressive as possible, his park was crazy. There was fucking roller coasters that were like doing some crazy shit that I feel like I've not even dived into that aspect of the game with like really modifying roller coasters. I just do the blueprint shit as of right now. But, um, it was just cool seeing like a super like well thought out park that he's been working on for a very long time and i i'm just i admire it but it was also just like holy shit i'm like nowhere in this game so i have a long way to go and i it makes me curious if he spent money or not because i'm like how in goddamn fuck have you gotten so far unless you maybe started playing the game when it first came out and just like spend your whole life playing it just grind so much yeah, but it is really enjoyable. It's That's exactly what I was looking for in a mobile game, though, because it's like here and there, I'll log in. And it's like you tap all the little buildings and collect the coins that you've acquired, uh, determine how you're going to use them, whether you're upgrading different things. or And there's like f- card packs that you get every certain amount of hours and uh, different things. There's like this casino once you get to, I think, level 25 or maybe even earlier that you can like spend these heart points at where it'll like you just spin the wheel once and there's like different prizes that'll help you in your quest to make a really good park. I definitely recommend it and I, I'm going to continue to play it. I don't know if I'll ever have a park worth 400 and whatever <laughs> million dollars, but uh, even some other That's close friends goal. that I do, uh, uh, talk to regularly had like some decent parks so that's cool that it has that interactivity with your friends yeah i'm still surprised like a management game like that is still works on the phone like i always imagine it needs to be more precise for it but if you're still playing it, you got all these other people playing it i guess it works so that's impressive yeah no they definitely had something like special there and they optimized it if you want to see just like insane park levels like details in parks and stuff um i maybe not recommend it for you because you might get sucked in and never come out Uh Uh, but planet coaster was uh apparently there was like a rift with the uh, road coaster tycoon like the company i forget exactly who makes those maxis is it the same people that do sims maybe yeah um apparently there was like some issue with like either the copyright of it or who holds the license for it or like a divide in the company but apparently like the core team that made roller coaster tycoon so popular back in the day left while the company still hold the rights and that's why all the new roller coaster tycoon games kind of suck and that team went off to make planet coaster which is like the spiritual successor 
of like a modern day roller coaster tycoon and like so much detail like you think of those like 85 year old guys who have those giant trains set up in their basement and it's a whole village like miniature like towns and stuff it's that level of detail but like in a roller coaster game damn you can can, like sculpt huge like mountains and then like pave individually like tunnels through it yourself and line up the track so it goes like weaving in and out of it and it's nuts you can like sculpt everything but i'm i'm sure there's someone who has like Ten thousand hours in Planet Coaster, <laughs> and it's just like unimaginably detailed. That sounds amazing. I I vaguely remember that might have got brought up on our show before, but it's yeah, probably it's been a long before. time. But that's really that sounds impressive, and I do want to maybe give that one a go. I it would definitely be one you want to look into first, like because like you know we're getting older now, we don't have as much time. Um, but it could definitely be like a long term project of like yeah, just spend like two hours every week on it and. You know, in three years, it's just miraculous. But yeah. I could just look up some some of the creations people have done in it, and I, it'll blow your mind because it's so detailed. Definitely. Uh, luckily for listeners, I don't have a Kingdom Hearts three update because I finished the game and we had a spoiler <sighs> cast last week, so Thank that God. was fun. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's just like big sigh so of relief. I, we yeah. can let Bassett know to come back to the show. Uh, <laughs> hey, he's actually considering coming back next week. We'll see what's going on. <laughs> um, but that's funny. Uh, he's been super busy, and oh, I yeah. did thoroughly enjoy Kingdom Hearts. So that I will let that dead horse be beaten. Um, <laughs> I think it did as well as that game could have done because there's no way it could have lived up to the 14 years or 13 years of like hype. So like the fact that it wasn't just a train fire like all these other AAA titles these days, like I think it did as well as it could have. Yeah, me too. I agree with that statement. Um, games that I have been playing though, and this is probably the last one, but I will bring up another, uh, what's it called? Life is Strange episode, uh, Life is Strange 2 episode 2. I always fuck that up. It's Uh, a lot of details. Yeah. Uh, I'm halfway through it and things are getting spicy. Like it's fucking interesting. (laughs) Dude, for real though. But that's the thing. I, I, I I don't, mm, I want to talk (laughs) about it because (laughs) it's like just all fucking spoilers. If anybody's listening, that's playing the game as it's coming out or people that are waiting to play the game until all of the episodes are out. It's just like, fuck, there's some crazy shit going on. I want to talk about it, but I really can't. So I guess I will save that for a future spoiler cast. So listeners, sorry, I can't really talk about it yet. If you're pissed, tweet at us and maybe I'll consider talking about it on a future episode. That's not a spoiler cast. Yeah. I watched the Let's Play of it so far, and because yeah, I've I've said it before. Like I enjoyed the first Life is Strange game. I'm not hooked in by that prequel DLC. I'm not hooked in by this one. So like I might be stepping out here, but still just following the story. Um, but yeah, episode two it starts like heating up, and it's you know no spoiler, but it's more drama than just the teenage angst of the first game. There's yes. like actual shit going down. So it might hook you a bit more if you weren't as on board with the slice of life is strange. Ha <laughs> Yeah, Fun. I hear you. And that's the thing, something that you're fearing all along being like, I sure as fuck hope this doesn't happen. It happens. And you're like, Oh God damn it. That has actually hit me somewhere and I didn't want it to. And that sucks. And then I, uh, this isn't really spoiler. Cause I think it's like kind of known that like on this episode, they're trying to get to their destination and they like encounter their grandparents and they're just like cool with the fact that it's like, yeah, you guys are fugitives live with us. <laughs> we did, used to be a drug runner back in my day. We get it. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, that's not true. It's not a spoiler. Um, but yeah, I think 
I've already seen the ending of the second episode. I think that'll kind of hook people in a bit more because it's okay. stakes. But like that way, if you're like we've talked about before, if you're kind of like, feel like I don't know about these kids or whatever, like I think this is going to be the hook in moment. And if you're not gripped by this yet, it might just not be your game. Right. That makes perfect sense. And this yeah. also isn't a spoiler because it's just the very beginning, but he is basically practicing more of his powers. So that does give me faith for it to get more, even more interesting. And I haven't mm-hmm. experienced the end of episode two, so we'll keep you guys posted there. Uh, yep. So I, it's definitely, I remember the first episode did not do it for me, but this one's looking a little bit better. I mean, everything starts off slow. So, like, I'm talking to a coworker about some show that started, and we're like, the pilot for every show is terrible. Like, there's no good pilot of any show. So, like, you really got to give it a, you know, a good run of it before you make your decision. That's true. And then last, and I haven't played it, and I definitely want to pull the trigger on this, but I'm going to have to uh, see if I have the funds for it. Uh, but Skater XL is on Steam, and it is basically <laughs> a sk- video, a skateboarding video game, a modern one that's not Tony Hawk, and it looks good. It's bas- It looks like a successor to like Skate, like those games where it's like very realistic yeah. uh, move sets and stuff, like, and really good graphics. I remember Skate was like pretty good and well received and then i think there was a skate 2 and i think that was terrible or maybe there was like another skater game that came out recently and that was real bad so like it seems more rare that there's good ones so like i I would definitely comb through some reviews or find a reviewer you trust and see what they thought of it first because like it doesn't handle well I'm looking at them on Steam right now, and uh, out of all reviews, it's very positive, 1,300-some, and then out of the recent ones, it's mixed. So, like, Ooh, the most 100, the 133 recent ones are mixed. So, but I, that still overall sounds positive, and God damn it, if the graphics aren't, like, gorgeous for what it's worth, but I just would want to know how it handles and if it's, like, a fun mechanic of, or if you have, like, the ability to free skate and stuff. I hate when it's just, like, just do missions or like i don't know bullshit like that it's just like let me just fucking skate yeah well that's why steam implemented the that you know recent review system is because so many more people are just brigading uh review boards and stuff or review systems and changing the way the game is rated on that system or uh the companies are astroturfing reviews and paying for fake ones when it initially launches because like a lot of stuff, like a video or like a game or a movie, the first like two or three weeks of its launch are the most important, and that's where they make like seventy percent of the money from. So they'll hype it up to look really good at launch with a bunch of fake reviews at the beginning, yeah. and then later real people will be reviewing it and might give it bad reviews. Or um, I know with some games I've played, it got a lot of bad reviews two years after it came out because a patch came out that essentially broke it. So people were giving it bad reviews as a way of trying to communicate with the developers like, hey, your new patch destroyed your game. If you fix it, we'll give you the good reviews back. But like it's not working right now. And it dissuaded people from buying it at that moment because it was broken. So they shouldn't have. Right. Um, so it, it the recent review versus like overall review does help with stuff like that. But also like everything else, it can just be flooded with, uh, you know, there was Jim Sterling who reviewed Breath of the Wild and gave it like a 7.6 out of 10. And people dedoxed him and stuff because like, how dare you not think this is the best game <laughs> or vice versa. People like, you know, dedoxing other sites for saying like, how dare you think this is a good game when it's clearly bullshit and like all this stuff. So like, you got to worry about that. It's, you know, the herd mentality is getting real nasty on the Internet and just uh, yeah, it's gross. Uh, I think yeah. Rotten Tomatoes actually disabled. Um, they had like 
audience anticipation for a movie, like how much of the audience wants to see it. And they actually had to disable it over Captain Marvel because people were just like, you know, slamming into it, just like voting it down, like really bad. Just because like, as a woman in a superhero movie, blah, blah, blah. like there's a dumb non-controversy thing with the star of Captain Marvel and it's utter bullshit. But there's enough people like flooding the reviews and stuff and trying to uh, shit on it before it's even out. So yeah, that's stuff insane. Like that. Oh man, and I I just realized I did a I committed a cardinal sin of the show. I recommended an early access game, <laughs> uh, but that's the thing. It's only nineteen dollars or ninety nine cents, so or twenty bucks. But yeah, that's the thing. That's not as expensive as I thought it would be. That's not bad. Yeah, so I I, I definitely intend on getting this at some point, and hopefully. It's it can't be worse than Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five. Like there's no <laughs> way. And if it is, then I'll really be upset. Oh, is that the one you had to buy the like skateboard controller for and stand on with like the no, connect? No, that's or did I say five? Wait, which yeah, shit. Which you one said was, five. was I playing? Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. God damn it, I forget. I think five is the one that I was playing on PS4, and it didn't re- require like a Wii controller. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I knew there was one that came out with the like Xbox like Connect. Back when that was still relevant? I, no, yeah, that was Tony Hawk Pro Skater, or just Tony Hawk Ride or some shit. Yeah. And I think it was on Wii and or Kinect. Yeah, you had, like, you had to buy, like, a control, a skateboard controller and use it with the Kinect, and it just did not work and was just not a good game, even without it. So, yeah, it's rough. Uh, Tony Hawk's got enough money. <laughs> you can fucking check out of that franchise. Yeah, be for fine. sure. <laughs> but, okay, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, I finished Mushroom 11, that fungus nuclear apocalypse platformer I was playing. Yeah. Um, still recommend it. Still a really cool, interesting game. Not too long. It's like eight, seven chapters and I think the eight chapters an epilogue. So like, it's not long, but it's really tough considering you can't move. The con- Like I've talked about before, the controls are just destroying your fungus and it just regrows to a certain size every time. So you don't actually move at all. You just like erase the back of you as you grow forward. And the puzzles get really tedious and really annoying because it's all physics based. And sometimes you just get like just dumb luck and can solve it. And then sometimes you get real close to solving it and then don't. And then you spend four hours on that exact puzzle knowing how to solve it. But you can't do it precisely because something falls in the wrong way and resets the whole puzzle. Oh, shit. So it's just those, like, really tedious physics puzzles and, like, certain games everyone hates. That's the whole game. So it can just get real difficult. Uh, but I did end up beating it. And actually, the epilogue, where you just kind of, like, walk across the landscape and then find, like, your spaceship or whatever. And you go underneath of it, and there's this pod that you have to, like, split open from, like, the center. And then yeah. crawl up into it. But, like, right below the pod is a pit, but it's filled with water, so you're supposed to, like, bob up and down in the water. And if you just mold your fungus, like, straight up, you can't, you can just barely touch the pod, you can't, like, get into it. So what you have to do is, like, cut apart your fungus, like, from below, so the weight propels it back up, like, using the physics base of the water, and shoot it back up towards the pod above it, and that way it grows enough to gently split the pod open, and then you have to race all the fungus behind it so it grows into that pod, like, midair. And it's, like, it's the epilogue. It's not even supposed to be a puzzle. It's just you getting into your ship. 
Jesus that Christ. That probably took me an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Like, it took me so fucking long just to get God into the damn. ship. And it wasn't, it wasn't even the hardest puzzle. But, like, oh, oh. man. So, like, it's very innovative. It's very cool. It was a small team, and they did well. But holy shit, am I never playing that game again? <laughs> it was yeah. just like, uh, No, I, I can't blame you. The fact that you got through it is uh, a badge of honor. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it, but, like, the physics puzzles, man. Like... God damn. Um, and then besides that, uh, Overwatch and here and there, I just, uh, reluctantly, <laughs> it's just my burden now. Um, do you play with AJ ever? No. God, no. <laughs> he's, he's much more competitive than I am. Even Mark's more competitive than I am. Like, I, I've probably played most out of everyone we know. I have, oh God, probably like six, seven hundred hours in it, maybe. And, it's just, all I do is play the Mr. Heroes, where you don't choose your hero, you get one randomly, and then every time you die, you come back as a new hero. And I think that actually makes the game playable now, because of how many, like, buffs and nerfs are doing. And everyone else wants to play, like, competitive and quick play and this and that. And I was like, no, I only play Mr. Heroes, because I think it balances the game better. Because otherwise, if people can choose their heroes, you get four snipers right off the bat on defense. Four snipers can't defend a point. Like, it's just, uh no one works as a team if you're playing with a bunch of random people. And then when you do play with a team, everyone's so competitive, it gets annoying. And I hate that. So, yeah, I just, I solo and I do Mystery Heroes. But, uh, bring it up now, what's wrong with it? Uh, they announced the th- uh, 30th hero, the last hero, or at least the last hero they, you know, imagined with the launch. Yeah. Uh, they announced like 30 heroes at the very beginning. This is the last one. And it's Baptiste, which is a Haitian uh, support attack kind of guy he's got a grenade launcher that heals he does an aoe heal he does an immortality field where if you're in that area as a teammate you just can't take any damage um he's got like a jumper pack and then his ultimate is he creates a wall in front of him or he can place it wherever and anything shot through there by your allies is like double tripled or quadruple just does a shit more damage and then any healing shot through there, like he can shoot healing grenades through it, and that'll do more healing. So it's just like a booster for any projectiles that go through it. And he seems like a cool character. Honestly, kind of disappointed. It's just another dude. They've already had the robotic centaur and a hamster and a giant ball, like, announced. I was kind of hoping it'd be another weird one like that. Yeah. Um, but now it's just another guy. And But with him, with that, with that boosting ult he has, you got Orisa, Ana and Mercy, who can all boost damage as well. And they're all healers. And uh, Brigitte, who can just, like, boost, like, AoE health and stuff with her ult, and get, like, just another tank on there, it's going to just be four healers that can also boost damage and four stack that damage boost onto one person. So it's going to destroy the meta. Like, it's going to be so broken now. Because that's all people are going to do. So it's going to, it's just getting worse. Uh, yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, but I mean, if honestly, if I stop playing it now, I got plenty of like gameplay out of it for the price and stuff. So like, it's it's fine. I have you know plenty of good times with it, enjoyed it. But like, it's just like I said, this is why I played on mystery. Just so it was a little more balanced. If you don't have a choice of who you play, you can't like meta the teams and you know, come with this best comp. You just kind of got to work with what you got and just feels. Yeah. I don't know. It feels easier and more balanced to me, despite it being complete random bullshit. Um, and yet people still get upset uh, when they lose in random heroes. 
They're like, oh, you're just lucky because you got like good RNG. It's like, yeah, that's the fucking game. If you don't yeah. want RNG, don't play RNG. Sorry, I'm getting salty just talking about Overwatch. It's cool. That's, no, that's understandable. This game is. But yeah, at least all the the players are all the playable characters are now announced and out. And I'm I'm curious to see what AJ thinks of the new one. If he's as salty as he was about the hamster. <laughs> I mean, people have actually been. We talked about like people being shitty and going in hordes, like kind of harassing people online. People harassing uh, the voice actress for Brigitte, like the I think second to last hero announced or something. She's still one of the newer heroes, and. um she really kind of like throws things off. She's a big shield and mace wielder, but then can also heal allies when they're around her. So every time she hits an enemy, she does damage to them and then heals people around her. Um, and she can just plow through people and just like it throws off the meta and people are like super mad because they don't know how to combat it. And she's like really hard to kill by herself. You have to work with teammates just to kill her. And everyone hates working together despite it being a team shooter for some reason. Um, and yeah, they've actually been harassing the voice actress, uh, for Brigitte and like, that's awful giving her shit and like just bothering her. And it's like, first off, she's just the actress. Like she yeah. make the character. She doesn't Thank design you. the combat. Like relax. You're not even like your anger is not even being directed at the right person. If there is a right person. Exactly. <laughs> and second, it's like, why do you feel so entitled that you're like, you're ruining my game. It's like, fuck off. Like it's just, dude. Uh, Overwatch is just some of the shittiest people because it drew in like all the other gaming community, like shooter communities, and so it's just all the shittiest people from all the other communities, like all in one game now, and it's just so maddening. You perfectly summed that up for people to, for them to be mad at the voice actress. That is, yeah. just shows how like like completely like lost they are. That makes no sense. That's like being mad at like. I don't know, a, a villain in a movie, like, for instance, like, Andy Serkis being like, oh, when you played Gollum and yeah. framed Samwise, like, I'm mad at you for that. It's like, It's wait, like being what? mad at Flo because you have progressive auto insurance <laughs> and they screwed you over on your rates. It's like, hey, fuck you, Flo. It's like, I don't have anything to do with this. Yeah, Like, I'm exactly. literally just the face or voice of this character. And you are going, you letting your anger out on them proves how little you can actually understand of what it is yes. that it's a company and they're just a spokesperson like it's God just damn, they're so a- dumb and it happens so often like you said in movies like lord of the rings and like it shows like so many people get harassed and it's just like uh all the star wars bullshit so many of the actors uh related to the new star wars movies had to get off twitter or instagram because they were getting just harassed constantly it's like they didn't write the character they didn't write the movie they're just playing a role they're paid to yeah, I'm just gonna give anybody though who uh, sees Andy Circus in person and gives him a middle finger and says you frame Samwise. That's it's. A, I'll give you a pass because it's an ABTS thing. <laughs> if you see Andy Circus in person and you flip him off, he'll snap you in fucking half. Have you oh, seen God. him in Black no, Panther? Oh no, you're right. He's Actually, a giant. Yeah, he's an incredible uh, actor and uh, voice actor. So yeah, don't flip him off. I was oh, just trolling. That's great. He did a parody of uh, Theresa May, who's, like, the Prime Minister of England. He did, like, a Brexit video of her being, like, gone and, like, you know, freaking out and, like, trying to get Brexit to go through even though no one else wants it. And it was very good. Um, I'm just still mad that he framed Samwise, but it's not his fault. <laughs> you really can't get off this Lord of the Rings thing, can you? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's fair. We brought up Overwatch, and I just ranted about it for 15 minutes, even though I said I shouldn't. Um, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, so, there's that. And then... Uh, Monster Prom. Uh, they had DLC come out recently, so I bought that and been playing it uh, still more. And it's tough 
because you can go through it much, much faster with one person. And you can still like do everything. You don't need other people to play with, um, which is good. But there's still like the long and short modes of the game. And even though you can get through it much faster as one person, I still don't think you can actually achieve really anything in the short mode. Because like it's just not enough time to get your stats up high enough or like to win anyone over. So like I think the only way to really play it is the long mode, which kind of sucks if you just want to get like a quick game in and you don't want to just like burn through all the text. But the DLC is really cool. It's like I think like eight dollars, nine dollars, maybe like real cheap, but like good DLC. Uh, I think like I think two announced, two new announced dateable characters, and then like a few secret ones they haven't announced. And there's just a shitload of more endings and just, like, a bunch of other characters that, like, you, you can't date but you can still interact with. And new music and art and stuff. And it's just, like, it's just a really good team of developers that developers behind it that worked on it. Um, you can see all the fan art in the game, which I love. They took, nice. like, they, they're very uh, vocal online. So during the development of the game, they're showing the characters. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're working on this one. Like, oh, here's a character from the new DLC. So the fans can see it beforehand, before the game's actually out. And they just got all this fan art, like the community around, like through fans of it. It's just like really tight-knit and like uh, really close with the developers. And they took the fan art and put it in the game. So like after you play through a few times, you get a little unlockables. And you can just see concept art, like official concept art. And then you can see fan art and stuff. And it's really cool. That is. Yeah. So there's like a Cthulhu elder god sort of character, like a bunch of tentacles and eyes and mouths that like is from like the void and consumes like mankind sanity and stuff. And she's just a weeb. She's just like a big old weeb that's like obsessed with like anime and fan fiction. <laughs> and then there's like a robot, it's a new dateable character and stuff. And it's, it's just a, I don't play it as much. And like I said, the long games are kind of the only way to do it. So I can't play with like friends that much if they have like, you know, a tighter schedule. But it's it's one of those games I just want to support regardless of how much I actually play the game. Right. So that's one I, I would highly recommend of just Monster Prom. It's a competitive dating sim with monsters. Yeah, What's not to brought love? it up. Yeah. That sounds great, and I'm glad you're supporting them. Yeah, and like I said, it's one of those games where as long as you can share a screen, as long as you can see the screen, um, you can have one person controlling the whole thing for four people. So only one person needs to buy the game. And then if you can just see what they're doing, you can tell them, like, oh, give me this option or, like, choose this, you know, dialogue choice for me. Um, yeah. So you can play with friends without having to buy it yourself. I was going to say, I don't have friends, but you're actually playing this, so I should play with you maybe at some point. But in speaking of something I forgot to mention while during my game discussion is that uh, over the past weekend, uh, Corey got in touch with me and we played some Mario Kart over the Switch. And it was kind of funny. Uh, we just had a phone call because there's like no good like communication system <laughs> oh, with the sucks. goddamn Nintendo. So it's just like he's in uh, in uh Las Vegas, I'm mm-hmm. over here in Philly, and we're just having like just a fucking cell phone conversation. And the worst thing was, uh, since he is like such a god at these games, like he's like way higher class. So if like I were to get paired with him, I'd be paired with people that are like way outclassing me. So he was waiting to join one of my games, and like the whole lobby was filled, so that like I don't even know like three or four games went by where he couldn't even join me and he was just spectating I'm like man so we're on the phone just being like damn it dude (laughs) but then eventually he got in and we were having fun and it's just and then at the end of the the conversation uh i realized that oh i have splatoon 2 and he does too so it's at some point we're gonna give that a go too even though i haven't played that game since i first got it and i remember when i first fired it up like 
not for me. And I was like, <laughs> I think I'll give it another go and hopefully enjoy it. Yeah, that's one that like I, I don't have and I don't plan on playing it, but I appreciate that it exists because it seems like yeah. a really cool shooter. Um, I, I playing, uh, seeing a bunch of Anthem uh, recently because I came out and playing a bit of Apex Legend with a buddy of mine. I realized I'm real bad at shooters, like really bad. But Overwatch is such a weird variety of shooter that I can play it. And I think Splatoon falls in that weird variety of shooter too, where it's just like it. If you are great at like Call of Duty, some of those skills will transfer over to Splatoon. But you're gonna like really mastering how to dip in and out of the ink at the right times and reload and stuff. That's gonna be much more important than any skill you can get from another shooter. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, looking forward to playing more with Corey. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird with that Nintendo like no online chat and saying it's for the safety of like because i know kids is a big demographic for them but like that's not then again i muted uh any voice chat in overwatch immediately and the game has improved like a hundred times more so for sure maybe there's some uh, validity there but it would be nice at least if there was the option if you could set up because yeah me and my buddy played smash online a few times and we had to use discord just to talk right that makes sense that always sucked that does suck yeah um but that's, I think, all I've been playing. Fair enough. Yeah, we can maybe dive into a couple news topics before wrapping this one up. There's uh, a good any- amount. Yeah, how about start it off? Uh, well, speaking of uh, fuckable monsters. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> me, I'm single. I'm back on now. Uh, Resident Evil 2, the remake, which like everyone's drooling over. And apparently, great. I've seen plenty of gameplays, uh, let's plays of it, and it seems great. I will never play it because I am a coward. Um and it's a shooter, and I'm bad at those, and I panic very easily. But Mr. X is, like, a tyrant-class zombie in, like, Resident Evil. Like, tyrants, like, the big guys that, like, are bosses, usually. Yeah. He's one of those classes, but he's just kind of like a... For anyone who doesn't know, he's kind of just like a Frankenstein guy. He's just a big, like, eight-foot-tall zombie, just all muscle, in a trench coat and, like, a black hat. And he'll at some point in the game, he'll just start hunting you down. And he just continues to hunt you down through the rest of the game. And, like, if you make a lot of noise or if you shoot a zombie, he'll start coming towards you and, like, he'll hear it. And he's a really cool character and very intimidating, like, because you never can really fight him, like, one-on-one until, like, the very yeah. end. Um, and people really like his character. So someone made a mod of him in uh, Bowtie and uh, G-String. So, yeah. Oh, no. They turned Mr. X into Mr. Sex. Oh, I was just going to make that joke, but I'm like, that's too easy. It's low-hanging easy. fruit. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can see his low-hanging fruit. It's in a yeah, speed Yeah, oh, it. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want some big, burly zombie to come and just choke you until you black out and die, if that's what you're into, I ain't, you know, no kink shame here. Uh, but there's a mod for it now. So. Hey, there you go. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, speaking of getting fucked over, uh, Fallout 76, it continues to be shitty. So much so that one of the few people that actually enjoy playing the game, who spent over 900 hours in it in-game, uh, just grinding away and collecting ammo and stuff, because it's like an MMO, you can't just like buy it as easily, you have to like go out and find it. Uh, he's had over 900 hours in-game, so Bethesda thought he was cheating and banned him and locked out his account. This just strikes my funny bone. It makes me think of the guy that like got a billion achievements and is like, why don't I deserve something? <laughs> it's just well, like <laughs> he was just entitled and like shitty. It's like, why do you think you would? This guy was just enjoying the game, literally doing nothing but putting money into Bethesda's pocket 
and continuing to play their fucking shitty, shitty, shitty games. Yeah, well, that's insane that they would ban him. It made me think that was there any kind of like misconduct there, but maybe no. not. And if if there wasn't, then it, yeah, I feel like if he got in touch with them and was like, "Why'd you ban me? Because you have this many hours." It's like I'm enjoying your game. They should unban him and then reward him in some way and be like, "Sorry for the confusion. Yeah. It's a bad algorithm or some shit." There's a new game called Battle Chess out right now. I don't really understand it too. I haven't seen too much, but it's, you know, you get the just from the name is chess, but like a yeah. new variety of it. Uh, I think with like Dota characters. And there's a very popular streamer who got banned while he was streaming because the way they set up the things is if you report another player for like cheating or bad game conduct or something like that, if they get enough reports against you, you're automatically banned. And the developers of that saw that and were like, oh, God, we didn't realize this would happen, which how could you not? Um, but they unbanned him and gave him like a little bonus and same with anyone else who got un- uh, unjustifiably banned from that game saying like, that was our mistake. Like, we fucked up. Here you go. Like, sorry. Yeah. Bethesda's just like, because he was banned, they're like, oh, what's your account? And they look it up. It's like, oh, that account's banned. And then they just stop talking to him. Like, they cut him off. So they're just Bethesda shit. Yeah, Those they are really shit are. Right now, Bethesda shit. Bioware shit. Because they're owned by EA. Like, it's just all these big AAA companies are just shitty. And I think people are just realizing now how much so. Yeah. It's God, not- I hate when we get to the news part of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, continuing on the bad streak of news. <laughs> uh, one of the good, well, eh, I was going to say one of the good companies, but Nintendo's debatable. Because they're also, they do microtransactions bullshit, but it's through, like, merch, through, like, uh, the what was that cardboard shit and the amiibos and all oh, that stuff? The labo or labo. We, something, yeah. So you could like argue that those are just microtransactions for Nintendo, but like you don't need them and stuff. Um, but Nintendo's not like we were talking about how the voice chat for Nintendo or for the Switch sucks. So like they're not a perfect company, but they're definitely one of the better. It's out of the biggest companies. Uh, but bad news with that is Reggie Fizeme is retiring in April, so next month. Yeah, that's a lot of people are upset about that. Who's taking over? Doug Bowser? I'm Doug like, what Bowser. an approach appropriate name. <laughs> he's the head of sales and he's taking over. And I feel like a big part of it's just his name. I'm not saying he's yeah. not qualified, but I'm saying he definitely had an advantage. I'm just wondering if he secretly is Bowser and he just was like, I'm taking over Nintendo. It, Nintendo, I don't know if they would do it. Like, it's possible because they have done some very fun stuff before, especially with Reggie. Um, but if they really wanted to just lean in on it and the next like E3 or next Nintendo Direct that's like a big conference for them, just make all the games Bowser centric and just have like Super Bowser Brothers where you're playing as the villains instead and like just really lean into it and act like Bowser took over Nintendo and is now like rolling it. That would be amazing. Yeah. I don't know if they could. I don't know if they would. But like that would be very fun to watch like a whole conference of just like bowser like you know in a suit and tie on screen like laughing like in an office that would be great i agree that'd be fun to play around in that space but a lot of fans seem to be upset that he is retiring but it has to happen at some point he was a really fun personality it's you were the first person to ask me if my cat was named after him or reggie watts (laughs) and since i've had a couple people ask me he's like oh is your cat named after reggie feast because he's such a prominent figure in the game exactly and he wasn't just like the head of nintendo north america like he also did a bunch of events and like has done charity like streams and fundraisers for like through playing games and stuff and he's just like very connected with the community so like you know nintendo hasn't 
bat a thousand all the time. But like they've generally done pretty well, and he was like a big proponent of that, especially for us in North America. Um, he was like a very big figurehead of it, and like it's gonna like to see him go. But like you know, yeah, it's you know he's retiring; he's not dead, so like yeah, he'll still pop up from here and here and there. Thank you for your service, uh, <laughs> Reginald. <laughs> we salute you. Um, oh, what if he got an amiibo? You play as him in Smash. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> um. Continuing with the bad news, Shovel Knight, uh, the last, uh, yeah, I guess you could call it DLC. It's free DLC. They just add it to you if you already have the game. Uh, but the last edition of playing as King Knight that was supposed to come out relatively recently, and it's going to get a big delay, like a big old delay, which really sucks. But I trust Yacht Club Games, the developers of it. I trust they know what they're doing, and I trust that they want the best for that game because it's like their launch game, and it's so popular. Shovel Knight and Smash, like that's how big it got out of nowhere, or from you know an indie studio. Yeah, um, seriously. So if they're saying it's kind of like with uh, what other game was announced that had a big delay, the next Metroid game, actually speaking of Nintendo, it's kind of them saying of like, hey this isn't up to the quality we want it to be and we're not ready with releasing it. So we'd rather delay it than to release a shitty game. And like fair with as many early access, broken games like fallout 76 that are out there. I'm fine with them holding off longer. Like I'm sad. I'm not going to play it sooner, but like I'd rather be complete and done when I do play it. Yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, good news. Darkest dungeon two was announced. Oh, finally, good news. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's a game about, like, el- Elder Gods and Cthulhu eating your brains and shit. So, like, it's good news about a bad game. Well, not a bad game, but a, a dark game. A dark game, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a very good game, actually. And it's one of the few popular roguelikes I don't play because I can't play any more roguelikes. I just get obsessed. <laughs> yeah, I think a buddy of it. mine at work is into that game. Someone in data entry, he was telling me about it. Yeah, and it's also on Switch, so, like, having it portable, like, I won't stop playing it if I get into it. Like, it's better I don't touch it. Um, but it's really cool to see that it's getting a sequel, because that's also got a massive fan base behind it. Super cool. Oh, speaking of, well, it's not really good news. This is just more of a palate cleanser, so to speak. <laughs> but the new uh, KFC uh, <laughs> representative yeah, this is, is good news. RoboCop, and I don't understand it at all because I'm thinking, I don't know, growing up as a kid, I had RoboCop action figures. I saw the movies. They're hyper violent. Yeah. I don't know why I was watching them as They're a kid. They're hard um, R's. Yeah, like very much so, but I was like, I'm I'm obsessed with the fact of a robot cop. I'm like, that's <laughs> some shit, dude. Look at his fucking visor eyes. Like, he's cool as shit. Um, but that's what I mean. Is RoboCop relevant in the past 10 years? Did they do a reboot that I just, like, didn't care about? And now, yeah. why, why all of a sudden, though, in the year 2019, <laughs> is RoboCop relevant again? And the main mascot, like, fused with Colonel Sanders, of our, an existing mascot for a fast food chain restaurant. Uh, did they do a robot uh, reboot that you just didn't care about? Yes. Everyone didn't care about it. It was not good. A um, robot that I didn't reboot about? A, a robot reboot that no one cared there about. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, they also tried to reboot the show Reboot, which was abysmal, and we do not talk about it. Um, but yeah, they did a reboot of RoboCop movie uh, a few years back. It was not good. 
Um, but it's not even that RoboCop. So they're not like, hey, here's the new one. We're maybe doing a sequel and here's like promotion for it. No, this is like old school RoboCop from like what, the 80s or yes, whatever? Yes, the one I know and love. Yeah, the one everyone I adore. Loves. Yes. So I don't know why they chose him besides just the shock value of like, hey, Colonel Sanders is a robot now. Um, but whoever has been directing this like KFC marketing campaign for the last like two, maybe three years, like I don't know what their end game is. No, but they're me neither. definitely doing it right because people keep talking about it because it's the one where they're just changing out the spokesperson. It's always Colonel Sanders, but the person playing Colonel Sanders is usually comedians or just like random like offshoot celebrities that you haven't thought about recently. And it's just like, hey, Jim Gaffigan's Colonel Sanders now. Hey, Norm McDonald's uh, Colonel Sanders. Hey, Reba McIntyre's Colonel Sanders now. And it's just yeah. like, what the fuck? So like... I don't know why they're doing it. If it's just the sheer shock, bizarre value of it to get people talking, it's working. It's working. Yeah, okay. We got to give Arby's credit as far as their marketing strategies oh, go, yeah. especially with social media. They're crushing it. But no, even more so like a, a one up. And I feel like they've raised the bar as high as it can go is Taco Bell. Like, I don't know what drugs those people are on in those writing rooms because like literally there's some psychedelic ass shit. In fact, one of the most recent ones, it was a- around the time of the Super Bowl. I could have sworn it would have been one of the commercials to air during the Super Bowl and it didn't is like a Taco Bell commercial that is in the same quality of a straight up like Hollywood movie trailer where they're like going into space like looking for sauce or something fucking ridiculous. I don't even remember what it was about but I just oh. remember like really good quality actors. And, yes, yes, and that was like, 100% it. It had James Marsden who was like yeah. Cyclops in the old X-Men movies. See, you know exactly yeah, what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. Because I was, saw it, I saw it like at the gym one day, and I was like, "Oh, what movie is he in?" Because yeah. like, he's in a bunch of like cheesy romance movies, but I actually like him as an actor. I think he's like really fun and plays along with it. Um, but yeah, I was like, "Oh, what movie is this?" And I was just a fucking talk about course. I was like, "Exactly." What? That's that what? was mind blowing, and I think that was the whole point of it. So they clearly had an insane budget just for this commercial. But that's yeah. what I mean. They are doing some innovative things, and I just think. KFC is trying to stay relevant with such high contenders, so they're just like, fuck it, uh, Colonel Sanders Robocop now, and <laughs> I'm behind it. I almost want to see it, though, like, where his arm comes off and he's using it as a machine gun and killing oh, some people, and then, like, serving some chicken. Remake the scene where Robocop shoots a guy in the dick, and just yeah. make it Colonel Sanders. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Or the guy falls into the acid and he's like running around like melting like, ah, and then he gets hit by the car and just explodes into a wall of blood. Remake that, but it's like Carl- like KFC sauce or something. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Hey, KFC, call us. We're clearly See? geniuses. Exactly. So finally something that's not bad news. It's we not did bad it. news. I mean, it still adds and it's still trying to sell you. But yeah. it's something oh, I've sorry. Al- it's something I've always uh, advocated for is make ads entertaining because no one remembers just the generic like you your ads are either so bad they're like as seen on TV like uh, where'd the soda come from or they're actually like entertaining because if you think about it ads could easily just be like thirty second sketches get a bunch of sketch comedians from like SNL or like Mad TV back in the day and like all the like get the sketch comedians and make them do commercials because they'll be quick, they'll be funny, and they'll be memorable. Your commercial is going to be your product's going to be a lot more memorable if people enjoyed something about it rather than you just forcing it down their throat of like bye bye bye. So yeah. I think that's what people are getting on board with now, especially with the internet being you know unavoidable at this point. Like you, you can't do a lot of stuff with the internet or without the internet these days, and uh, the ads 
and the startup companies, especially like Dollar Shave Club, are just going nuts with some of their ads and just doing whatever they want and just being really like funny and entertaining with it. And I think the bigger brands are caught on to that the last few years. And like you said with Taco Bell, I think they put all of their fucking money into that campaign with the movie, like James Marsden movies. I think KFC has been doing the slow burn. So they're not blowing all of their budget, all of their marketing budget on like the one celebrity for like four commercials, but they're doing like a long-term, like 10 year plan with it, which. You yeah. Know, we can maybe, afford RoboCop from the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> big, but big celebrities. Um, but that might be better versus Taco Bell, like burning out after, you know, four months of those ads where KFC were still talking about it. Like the Jim Gaffigan one was probably three years ago. So. Next, Colonel Sanders is going to be Roger Rabbit. Dude, um, anything yeah. to bring Roger Rabbit back into like <laughs> the zeitgeist and the mainstream media. Fucking anything. I'll take anything. Roger, there we go. Roger Rabbit is one of the greatest movies ever made. I Hell will yes. fight you in the street like an animal if you disagree with that. No, of course. No, that's, that's so, why I bring it up. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, one, oh, back to video games. Oh, I yeah, almost forgot what we're talking sponsored. about. Um, not that's not the right. thing. I saw this thing that was, uh, what was it? They're saying that Xbox games are going to be available on the Switch. And I was yeah. like, Basta was saying that it's not like emulation. It's basically that they're just going to have Xbox exclusives that are ported to the Switch. So yeah. I guess just behind closed doors, Xbox just- and Nintendo are like, let's stay alive because fucking PlayStation's crushing it. <laughs> I, th- I think it's behind closed doors that uh, Microsoft's on its fucking knees pleading with Nintendo because Nintendo's fine. The Switch is selling like gangbusters. That's a good point. So like Nintendo's real comfortable. They even just announced a new Pokemon and people are like going nuts for it. So like they're fine. And I think Microsoft has just given up on the Xbox ever since it because b- before it was Microsoft and Xbox were two. It was the same parent company. But they like kind of ran individually, and the last few years Microsoft absorbed Xbox and like took control over it. And ever since then, they have not been doing well. And yeah, Xbox Live on the Switch. I don't know how that works. I I don't think it's cross-platform because I still still think you're using like Microsoft Xbox servers. You're just on a Switch, which is weird. Yeah. And then if they give away those exclusives from Xbox to uh, Nintendo, so you can play it on the Switch. You literally have no reason Zero. anymore to have an Xbox One or One S Zero. or One X or whatever the fuck they're calling it, because like the like four exclusives they had, like they don't have many, would have been the only reason to buy it. Because yeah, PS4 is better if you just want like a media player. It's the better fuck. or a Switch because sure- it's mobile. I sure as fuck hope I can play like Halo on my Switch because then it's like yeah, now I have no reason to buy it. No a- reason. A- Wow. So, like, I don't know about Halo. I mean, it's still going, even though they said 3 was supposed to be the last one. But, like, yeah, there's probably going to be a new Halo or new Gears they of did War. They did say Ori in the Blind Forest and maybe the other one that came out since then, if the, if that's out yet. But, oh, man, I did enjoy the Ori games. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Oh, God. M- Mass Effect Trilogy Remastered on the Switch. Give me some of that. Yeah, that's what I mean. I love my goddamn Switch, although I haven't played it enough. I'll text Corey after this call. <laughs> <laughs> I told myself I played this weekend. I haven't touched it yet. <laughs> it's I'm glad I have it, but yeah. Speaking of like 90s bullshit, uh, we always do that. Um, yep. Space Jam's 2's oh, release geez. date is announced, and I'm not sure if I'm really interested. I'm, no. I just have a feeling it's they can't be anything remotely as good as the original. It's just going to just be forced, and well, we'll see. Let's be real. The original Space Jam isn't a good movie. Yeah, that's it's what, a it's childhood jokey. like nostalgia. Like we can all agree, 
we enjoy it because of nostalgia. But like anyone yes. who was an adult at that period and had to sit through it with their kid, they're like, this movie sucks. Yeah, like, for it sure. Does. It definitely does. But like even someone who me like who like me who loves Looney Tunes as much as anyone else, um, like it's it's not good <laughs> in a lot of regards. But it is fun just seeing like Michael Jordan and Dan DeVito arguing and stuff like and Bill Murray showing up at the end. Hell yeah. I don't despite how much Hollywood seems to love LeBron James and forcing him into movies he has really no place being in whatsoever. I, I mean, I was going to say, I don't think he's as charismatic to be in the movie, but then again, it's fucking Michael Jordan, who's one of the most uncharismatic people on the planet and a known asshole. Like, he's just a shitty person, apparently. That's the thing. I feel like growing up, though, I had the illusion that he was a role model, yeah. and I feel like I'm not sure that I even get that illusion with Le- LeBron James. I feel like, yeah, kids that enjoy basketball probably are like, wow, he's talented, but I'm, I'm not sure how he is off the court. I don't really follow that whole scene, so. I, I think he's actually would be a better role model than Michael really? Jordan. Really? Okay. Jordan was, uh, he would be drinking soda and stuff on like the sidelines of like basketball games, like when he's not playing. But the soda cans would actually be filled with wine, which I guess that's where Always Sunny in Philadelphia got it from. Um, oh shit! <laughs> but yeah, and he was also like a horrible gambler. Like he bet on stuff all the time. I think that's actually what got him kicked out of the NBA or some sort of organization. He got kicked out of because he was betting on the games. So like, and yeah, like the rumors are he was like, a, he's still a pretty prominent asshole. Um, so LeBron James was probably actually better because he's like at least a family oriented. He's got like, kids, I think, and like he's real prominent. He does a ton of charities and stuff. So like he's probably actually a better uh, role model. And so you're telling me I've been lied to my whole life? What else is new? <laughs> hey, I'm dog, you know Santa? Um, <laughs> oh no, past the claws you made. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like he, he, I don't know. You know what? It's like we said. Spaceship's not good. So maybe this is just like, hey, this isn't for you anymore. This is for the next generation. And then when they watch the sequel, they're like, hey, why is there two after this movie? You'd be like, oh, here's the first one. And like, maybe it's that. Like, who knows? It might do as well as the first one did. And it. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be for our generation, though. Right. So. Of course not. <laughs> Worth bringing up, though. That's, and the release date is announced July 16th, 2021. So we still got a while to go. Yeah, we'll see. I'm curious to see who the voice actors are going to be. Because they've done a lot of Looney Tunes stuff since. And they've had some Looney Tunes characters have changed through actors. But then, like, really prominent ones, like uh, Sylvester and Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck are still, like, Billy West. And, like, only Billy West. Or, oh, what's his name? Uh, I feel bad. I forget the guy's name. But the guy who does Porky Pig. He's okay. The only other person who's done Porky Pig besides the current guy is Mel Blanc himself. No one else has done Porky Pig. So like, there's some voice actors who have a lockdown on those characters. So I'm Damn. curious. Um, speaking of nostalgia, we, I, I touched on it briefly. Pokemon Sword and Shield was announced. New Pokemon Fuck. game. Yeah, is that going to be a, that's Switch, right? Yeah, it's going to be on Switch. Thank God, yeah. fucking a Nintendo. I feel like they always do that. Like the newest Pokemon, and it's 3ds. I was just waiting for it, but <laughs> well, no, we're because good. of the Switch, they're not focusing on the mobile stuff as much anymore because the Switch is mobile. Um, it's like I think they've stopped all 2ds and like uh, 2ds Plus or whatever like production like for everything. Uh, good. So like it's all focused on Switch now, which is yeah, good. Um, and yeah, so Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, names not great. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of the regular like... naming scheme, even for like X and Y and black and white and black and white too. Is even this is kind of weird. Yes, yeah, Pokemon stab and block, <laughs> pretty much uh, attack and protect. Um, there we go. But 
I mean, we knew this was going to come at some point. We knew they would have to, like, deviate. We, they couldn't have just done colors and gemstones forever. I mean, they might have. It just wouldn't have made much sense. Um, but I think it's also because this region, we had Alola, which is based on, like, Hawaii was the last game. This new region is uh, Galar region, and it's based off England, or, like, Great Britain. So, Oh, I- Nick, you lucky dog. <laughs> You'll be able to hear all those terrible, terrible accents um, in-game. And drink tea and eat <laughs> biscuits. <laughs> and all those stereotypes. Uh, but I think the Sword and Shield is like, aligned with that because it's England-based. And the legendaries for these games are like almost certainly going to be knights of some kinds. So like I think they're leaning into that more for the name purposes. Um, but with it, they revealed like some of the gameplay, which is very akin to like Alola or Pokemon Sun and Moon. Like Alola uh, style, because that was the most recent one. You get the girl character you can play as has like the little scottish beret and so people are thinking she's scottish and just going off on all these like tangents on like like translating pokemon dialogue into scottish and it's just filled with curses and just weird like slang that you can't understand because the scottish accent's so thick and i love it so much it's so funny (laughs) just this absolute gibberish coming around this like little pokemon character (laughs) i love it and just so much cursing that's fantastic. Uh, but with the uh, uh, reveal, they also announced the three new starters. You got uh, Grokey, which is like a little grass monkey. Grookey, Grookey. he's my shit, dude. He's a <laughs> mo- grass monkey. He's the shit. I'm Team Grookey for life. <laughs> you got uh, Scorch Bunny, which very uh, obvious with the name. It's a fire rabbit. Uh, but it's got like a little Band-Aid on its nose, which has people scared it's going to be another fire fighting type. Like every other fucking fire starter spin the last like seven games. It's actually just Nelly's Pokemon. Ah, <laughs> oh, Nelly's not relevant anymore. How's that possible? Oh man, I I know I'm old now. <laughs> and then the last one is a uh, Sobble, which is like a crying salamander. It's got like oh, a, little, man. a little fin, or no, it's like a crying chameleon. It's got a little fin, and then like the big curly tail and the like the two pronged hands. So it's like a really chameleon based uh, water type. Yeah, I want to be Team Grookey, but, like, since I run, like, an emo record label, I feel like Sobble is, like, need, my, like, spirit animal. You need so the like, crybaby Pokemon. Yeah, damn it. I'm so torn between those two. They're, dude, honestly, even Scorch Bunny or whatever the fuck is, like, they're, they hit on all cylinders. Like, those are some fucking starters right there. That's the thing. I've seen, like, with all the games announced, there's usually a clear, like, frontrunner favorite for starter Pokemon. Like, Sun right. and Moon, it was easily Rowlet. Everyone is going nuts for Rowlet. Like, you like Poplio for whatever fucking reason. But, like, yeah. everyone loves Rowlet. <laughs> I remember so. that. That was so funny. I was like, oh, I remember just people making fun of, like, a clown Pokemon yeah. or some shit. And then uh, or, uh, the cat one. I forget his name. The fire cat. Um, yeah. And people weren't too thrilled about it. But it ended up evolving into a Cineroar, who's now in Smash as his own character and stuff, who's fucking nuts and super hard to fight. Um but yeah, there's usually a clear front runner with like favorites of the starters when a game's announced. And this is the most equal, like divided, like reaction I've ever seen to a Pokemon game where like it seems like ever it seems like a 33 like split with all three of them. Like Really, it really does. It's and really I think impressive. that's impressive design and they need to take note and be like, "Let's do that again next time this comes around cuz that's that's what we want. We don't want everyone to be like, "Well, this one's the clear winner." Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm on Sobble's side, but I think, like, with every game, I'm going to, like, the water type for the first evolution 
the grass type for the second evolution, and then the fire type for the third evolution. That's usually how I seem to go. Yeah, I'm eager to see what all three of them look like in final form, but for now, all th- they they look cute as hell. Yeah, just don't make it firefighting. Just literally anything besides firefighting. There's, I think, four types who all turn into firefighting. So, Incineroar is technically fire dark, but it's a wrestling cat, so it's all, like, it's got, like, two dark moves, and then the rest are fire and fighting moves. So, like, it still counts. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Uh, and that's it for, like, news stuff? But th- okay. There's yeah, two. Well, uh, there was one one last news thing, and it's super brief. We're not going into it. But uh, yeah. Final Fantasy VII now available for pre-purchase on Nintendo Switch and Xbox One. Wait, Interesting. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII, uh, and I think it's the original. Yeah, so it's not even the remake. It's like the old school ass Final Fantasy VII, uh, on available for pre purchase for March twenty sixth of this year. So that'll be the end of this month. You can be playing the old school FF seven on Switch or Xbox One, which I'm gonna pass. But I know some people might be interested. I mean, replay the original because that new Final Fantasy seven never uh, coming out. Never coming out. It's the new Kingdom Hearts. It's just not happening. It is. Oh, I'm glad it's it's moved on to some other <laughs> game now. Some, someone else has to carry that burden. And what yes. a twist, it's Square Enix again. Because yep. they're just so sloppy. But at least it's one that I don't hold so much like weight with. <laughs> yeah, especially when there's like, oh yeah, it's a remaster. And also the story's changing in the combat. And it's like, it's not even the same game at this point. No, like, and that's really that, not. That would worry me if I did like have a lot of nostalgia with 7. Unfortunately, I don't. I think they called it a remake of 7 or a remaster just so like people would buy it. Because they wouldn't take like, hey, here's a slightly shittier version of the game you all love. But like by calling it a remaster, people are already on board. Um, yeah, I think the reviewers are going to be harsh. We'll it's see. It's real bad. It's episodic, too. Why the fuck would you do that? Um, but yeah, not like newsworthy, but like newish games, or rather like some games that are... Uh, one game that just came out, one game that's coming out soon, hopefully, uh, that I have my eye on. But one is called Ape Out. A-P-E Out. And it's just came out. It's really cool. It's like a minimalist style. Um, I think it might be roguelike. And it's it's basically Harambe the game. You, you play as oh, a goddamn <laughs> bringing that back. You basically play as a gorilla, and you're trying to escape from I guess like your facility where you're being contained, and you're just a giant orange gorilla, and that's all you see. There's no detail to it. It's just the outline and the color, and you got the secure um, like a zookeepers or security trying to shoot you. And you can like run up to him and grab him and use him as a human shield, or just punch him and kill him right out, or throw him against something. And then there's like other guards that are beefier that take more hits. There's some guards that have grenades on them, so if you just punch them outright, they'll explode and hurt you. So you have to grab them and throw them. There's a uh, giant metal doors you rip off and use as a shield, and then throw it down the hallway and kill everyone in it. And you're just like running through trying to escape, and the music is insane. It's like crazy EDM jazz, like really high energy, like because you're running through, and it's like really stylized and cool. And just like it gets real tough real quick. There's like a level where the lights are out, so you see all the guard, you only see the guards with their flashlights, so you don't know what type of guard it is. So you just run up and punch a guard if you see the flashlight. It could be one of the ones with the grenades and you explode and it damages you. So you got to be really careful and like kind of strategize, but you got to be quick about it. And it just like, this game just came out of nowhere. I heard, I knew nothing about it until it came out and I just see it all over the place now and it's really cool. Yeah, shit. This sounds super interesting. 
definitely better than what I originally pictured when you pitched the game <laughs> called Ape Out. I was thinking to myself, so, is this DLC for the first Life is Strange and you're Warren and he's like, let's oh, go ape. And he's trying to make out with Max or some shit. But no, this that what you described sounds actually legitimately fun yeah. and very interesting and uh, like almost cathartic in like a killing spree way. Yeah, the music aspect sounds the most intriguing for me. The music's really good. And yeah, you're just a giant gorilla. You can like punch through glass and grab someone. So it's just like, you're just super strong. And you just breathe through stuff so you just feel really powerful and yeah it's just like i don't know what to say it's like a 70s like pulp movie but like it's, it got that feel to it like that style to it of just like i don't i don't know how to describe it but like no surprise it's uh being uh, distributed by devolver digital who do, do a bunch of like crazy games like this or help uh uh distribute games like this so they're doing great stuff and i'm really on board with that also super cool a su- a speaking of like Odd games. Here's a super fucking weird one. It's just called Deer Simulator, and that's with th- uh, four E's. And like, it's all- by the creators of Weed. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just this is one. It's one of those simulator games, but it's one of those super tripped out drug induced simulator games where you're like a deer and you're running on like a highway, like with cars going by. And then you see, like, the overpass sign going above you. And the deer's neck just stretches out and hooks onto the sign and wraps around it. And he flies off into space. Or there's, like, another clip where the deer is, like, running along on a mountainside and sees a horse. And the deer just stands up on both uh, hind legs and then rides the horse and gets on top of it. This is a fucking diamond in the rough gem our brand and i'm glad you brought this to our attention, especially towards the end of the episode. This is something to end on. This is, (laughs) it's, it's being kickstarted. So be careful. Um, but last <laughs> I saw, it's a Japanese developer, and it's about halfway there to its kickstarting goal. Um, I really hope it gets uh, fully funded because I, I just want to see this. I don't even know if I want to play it. I don't know if it's going to be a good game. It's going to be one you want to watch, though, because it's just Definitely. so fucking weird. This is bizarre. And, of course, it's Japanese uh, uh, developers. So Japanese. That, that explains it because this is quite out there. Whatever you think a deer simulator is, it ain't this. I see a freaking hippopotamus with a machine gun coming out of its <laughs> mouth, and it looks like it's doing like one of the uh, what's that move that freaking Piccolo does, like special beam cannon yeah. or something. I'm, it's not even like a goddamn machine gun. I don't I don't know what's going on in this game. It's so weird, and yeah, it's ca- it's all capital letters D E E E E R four E's uh, simulator, and it just I just saw a cow take off by its udders, and now and there's also like these this like almost looks like a mech made of different animals this is absolutely insane i'm really interested now elephant flying like by flapping his ears like dumbo it's just it doesn't i don't know what's happening and i love it i love everything 10 out of 10 would play so i'm excited (laughs) they got my riding a horse i think that sells it right there you can be a deer riding a horse i I think that's the first (laughs) game ever they deserve an award there's a deer riding a raccoon by like the raccoons rolled up into a ball and the deer's like running on top of it it's just i don't know what's happening and i love every second of it same i think executive decision though we're gonna end that this episode there yeah (laughs) But we can do some plugs. And uh, before I even let you plug stuff, I actually have a legit plug. I was on a podcast called – it was actually your show. It's called uh, Are We There Yet? So that was interesting. <laughs> like you want to talk like, about my 
you're trying to like describe it like, oh, I was on another podcast. Like you may have heard it's your show. It's like you're setting it up like it was another show. I was trying to, but I failed. I was just like, it didn't. I just got to get this out. Yeah. But no, that's the thing. I was on your show for one of my favorite animes, Elfin Lead, which is apparently the per- correct pronunciation. Uh, correct us if we're wrong. Sure. Don't at me. Um, but yeah, Elfin Lied, Elfin Lead. It's one of my favorites, and it's it was. really fucked up, and it's kind of questionable. Why is that one of my favorites? Well, I still don't know the answer but it was a fun time and i'm not allowed back because i had some really <laughs> terrible puns or just me being myself so that was fun it, yeah it was definitely one of those experiences where like oh i can't wait to like show this it, i think that was like the quintessential anime experience of like this is one of my favorite shows i can't wait to show these new people who've never experienced before and just like hearing people's reaction of like oh no yeah, this just Naked Lady fucked. Bloodbath in the first episode was just like, oh, well, this sets a precedent. Yeah, it's kind of like, huh, why do I like this? Like, th- making you question your insanity is the definition of a good anime. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just like the character Lucy, and that's the the real thing that people struggle with, because she's just a killer. But then the other half of her is innocent. It's a good show, and it's, <laughs> it's a good podcast, so definitely listen to us talk about it if you're a fan. Um, I also want to plug the record label missed out records i got a lot of orders coming through been doing some crazy shit i actually recently got this record lathe cutter so i'm trying to cut my own records at some point so we'll see how that goes but the reason i really bring it up is i'm going to be at a couple of shows coming up in philly so if listeners want to get out to some of the shows of the bands that are on my label i want to read off some of these dates in fact this saturday the 9th uh, Sauce is playing the release show in Philly. It's actually going to be at Creep Records. So if you're familiar with the area, check that out. Uh, tickets are, I think, 10 bucks. So definitely reasonable. 630 to 10. Uh, other bands that are playing Mage Hand and Second to Safety. I'll be actually at the merch table f- with Sauce with a briefcase of cassettes selling like, uh, some of the stuff that I sell online. So you could get a discount if you want to hang out in person. Uh, their, that, their new EP they put out, Bedtime Stories, is absolutely fantastic really fun instrumental like math rock so if you're like afraid like oh is this like screamo or something no it's like chill music come hang out you'll have a blast trust me and then later in march there's a show on saturday march 30th at eight o'clock at milk boy standards invalids and palm lines oh and echo ladder playing but yeah standards i've done cassettes for them and i'm actually going to be delivering cassettes to them to the, that night so they have more because i think they're going to be sold out by that point so it's just an exciting time and you'll be able to come hang out to some really cool shows standards another really awesome math rock instrumental band i've brought them up before just a two-piece it just like literally blows your mind what they're capable of doing with just two musicians and they're super talented nice it's a lot of shows yeah oh yeah so and i'm just really excited for that stuff and yeah check out missedoutrecords.com anything you want to plug and you should plug our weeb there yet so people (laughs) can actually find it and listen to it yeah you already plugged it uh our weeb there yet is uh w-e-e-b um yeah it's an anime show where uh two anime aficionados uh take their choices of anime and show to uh someone who doesn't really enjoy the medium genre or whatever you want to call whatever the fuck anime is and uh we try and gauge a reaction try and it's a good way to uh get an idea of what a show is uh, we usually take the first three episodes so if you're kind of like ah, i don't know about this show you can listen to the one hour of that and see if it's uh, up your alley or just yeah, hear they- the reactions of people being shown what bloody titty filled gore fest uh, doug recommends 
Yeah, and I was trying to say how three episodes isn't enough because no, I'm pretty sure episode four is when some serious score happens and it's traumatizing. But and it's episode five is just emotionally devastating. No. Oh yeah, that's that that's one. A bad okay, one. <laughs> that was a bad one. That's I don't know why I like this show. <laughs> um, but all right, and listener, if you like our show somehow, and you're probably questioning why you like this, um, you can find us on social media, ABT Silence, all the places. Going to try to Twitch stream more. Just been pretty busy with the record label and stuff, but we'll see how that goes. But yeah, get out to a show. Uh, tell a friend, a family member about our show, and make sure you're subscribed. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. See you guys. See you.